I am so, you stand for a second, please. Please just let me ask you to, I'm so blessed to be with you. I'm honored, I'm floored, I'm humbled. And y'all, I just lay it out. What y'all did to end up with the best pastors on the planet. Give it up, please, for <laughs> Pastor Carl and Pastor Alice. Hey guys, I'm coming in from California. Oh, so I have to mince my words because we're streaming. So I step in with the pastor to this auditorium and I went, and it's like Monday? And then this? It's like, Dorothy, we're not in California anymore. But look what the Lord has done. Hey, if you, if you believe with me and, that, that, and you refuse to drink the Kool-Aid, if you believe with me that we are about to see the glory of Jesus like we've never seen before. Before you're seated, I pastor a beautiful multi-ethnic church. It's 40% it's uh, Anglo, which is code word for white. It's 40% African-American, which means black, and 20% Latino and Asian. Uh, it's very multi-ethnically diverse, but our church, and, and I look around and going like, what is this? Like, it's just, wow. It's like the same, I discovered that when we come together and, and, and we praise and lift up Jesus, I am telling you, you're looking at the devil's greatest nightmare when all the people come. So if you believe that Jesus is Lord, open up your mouth and give him your best shout of praise here on this wonderful Monday morning. God, God, I sense the Lord, man. I just sense Jesus. God is up to something. You may be seated. I'm, I'm going to go here. I'm going to give you what God gave me. Please forgive me because I'm going to, there is a, a disclaimer here. I'm, I'm, I'm wired. Um, I'm not weird, but I'm wired. And, and there's a reason for that. There's, it's a threefold component recipe here. One, it is the anointing that empowers me. Second, I've had four Starbucks today. Number three, I happen to be of Puerto Rican descent, so if, if you combine the anointing with the Starbucks, he said Boricua, hey, what's gonna be? All right, all right, help us, Lord, help us, Lord, amen. Calmate, negro, calmate, okay. John chapter nine. This is, I asked the Lord, Lord, give me, what do you have for me for Orlando? This is what the Holy Spirit placed in my heart, and I say that with fear and trembling. Again, I, you, you'll hear this. This is, I know it looks messy around the world right now, and even in this nation. We're about to see a miracle out of this mess. And, and, and that's not hype. It's not like rhetorical exuberance. It's not like profiline. We're about to see this. John chapter 9, let's make it legal. Here's the story. As Jesus was walking, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. You have to underline that part. He had been blind from the moment he was born. Let's go to jump down to verse six. So Jesus spit on the ground, unorthodox way to facilitate a miracle. That's messy. He spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva, that's even more messy, and spread the mud, you gotta be kidding me, over the blind man's eyes, he spread the mess. Verse seven, he told him, after he does this, go wash yourself. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. I want to speak to you on the subject matter today. 
under the collective canopy of this conference as we awaken, I wanna to speak to you on the subject matter, messy miracles. When the mess becomes your miracle, and here's a subtext, are you ready to see what you've never seen before? Now let me confess something, I am a bit OCD, and my wife would attest to that. My mind works in a very linear, sequential manner. I may preach like Kirk, but I think like Spock for all the Trekkies in the room. So I find it to be a bit challenging to reconcile what I perceive as chaos with order. In other words, how can a miracle emerge out of a mess? This is why this biblical narrative speaks to me because it speaks to our current reality. Let's begin with the first point if you're taking notes and good luck with that. <laughs> Open your eyes to what you have never seen before. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. It's important to note this, this man was not losing his sight. this man did not lose his sight. He never had it in the first place, he was born blind. This circumstance facilitates the environment for Christ to reveal a functional, an ontological extension of the creative nature of providence. In other words, with the woman with the issue of blood, he gave her back her health. With the invalid man at Bethesda, he gave him back his walk. With Lazarus, he gave him back his life. With the other blind man in Mark 8, he gave him back his sight. But with this man in John chapter 9, Jesus did not give him something he had lost. He gave him something he never had in the first place. You're going to get this in a second. There's a difference between God restoring something you had and God giving you something you never had in the first place. Our God is not just a God that restores. Our God is a God who gives us what we never had before. He is the Lord of the new thing. Isaiah 43, 19, behold, I do a new thing. Do you not see it? Some of us focus our time in getting back what we lost. We start focusing on that when we should be asking God to give us what we never had in the first place. Ladies and gentlemen, God is not interested in renovating your past. He is more interested in releasing your future. And the question we have to ask ourselves as we come out of this global pandemic, as we come out of this cocoa for cocoa puff scenario, are we ready to see what we've never seen before? Are we truly poised and ready to see what we've never seen before? For the past year, we know what we've seen. We have seen darkness, we have seen ruins. The ruins of a global pandemic taking over 500,000 lives in this nation alone. The ruins of racial and social unrest, destroying properties, families, dividing communities, and even fragmenting the church. The ruins of political unrest, where the donkey and the elephant temporarily succeeding in dividing what belongs to the lamb. The ruins of a cancel culture that insists in silencing everyone and everything that refuses to toe the line of morally relativistic ideological worldview that runs counter to the word and the spirit of the living God. The ruins of secular totalitarianism that explicitly states casinos and liquor stores are essential, but the church is not. In other words, Jack Daniels, yes, Jesus Christ, no. 
the ruins of a generation targeted by the architects of darkness with the message that there is no such thing as truth, gender, holiness, and personal responsibility. We see the ruins. We see the ruins. Turn on CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, CBS. We don't discriminate here. Telemundo. Y Univision. And you will see the ruins for over a year. That's what we've been seeing. The ruins blinded by the reality of melees and chaos and moral relativism and cultural decadence and spiritual apathy. And even to a great degree with the exception of this church, ecclesiastical lukewarmness, we have seen the ruins. The ruins. And you know what we did for the past 14 months? We wept. We wept. We wept. We wept. We wept. We wept, we wept, we wept. But there's this thing about weeping according to the word of God. The psalmist said, Psalm chapter 30, verse 5, that weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. I'm here to tell you, put a shout on your lip. We're coming out of this in the name of Jesus because nothing can stop the sun from rising. Church, in order for us to see what we have never seen before, I'm here to tell you, don't drink the Kool-Aid. We're about to see some great stuff. But in order to see it, it behooves us. We have to reconcile our eschatology over missiology. In other words, I do believe that Jesus is coming. But permit me to remind you, he's not coming back for a broken church. He's not coming back for a whining church. He's not coming back for a depressed church. He's not coming back for a fearful church. With great due deference, he's not coming back for a church waiting for a vaccine. He's not coming back for a polit... He's not coming back for a politically correct church. He's not coming back for a comfortable church. He's not coming back for a dying church. He's coming back for a glorious church, a thriving church, a powerful church, a mighty church, a holy church, an anointed church. Is that church in the house here tonight? And while we are waiting for Jesus to come down, he is waiting for his church to stand up. Oh, I believe we're about to see what we've never seen before. Church, we're about to see what we've never seen before. And I, we've been praying and fasting. We're coming in agreement. But I'm telling you, oh, we see something different. That's why you can't, you can't believe all, it's all bad news. I mean, it's bad news. It's bad news. It's, everything you see is just one negative thing after the other, after the other, after the, it, got, it even got me. I looked at my wife, my wife of 31 years, Eva, de Puerto Rico, de Rio Piedra. So I, 
I looked at her a few weeks ago and said, I'm going to stop looking at a certain app that I look every single day. It's a newsfeed app because every day is bad, bad, bad. And you get into a funk. You do. I mean, I'm, I'm being honest. And you start, and I went, no. I, I actually had a conversation. So help me, don't think. I, had, I talked to my church about it. George knows this. because Hi, George. So any, anyway, so like, like, hi. So, so I had a conversation in my church because I, I, was, I was actually getting into like the, the pit of every single day, bad news, bad news. And I had this thing with the Holy Spirit where one morning the Holy Spirit just said, Sam, um, I'm still here. And I went, what do you, what do you? he goes, no, no, I, I'm still here. Like, Sam, like whatever you're reading, it doesn't matter. I'm still the most powerful. I don't know if you get this. The most powerful spirit in America and in the world today. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. It's not Jezebel. It's not Herod. It's not Absalom. It's not Goliath. It's not COVID. The most powerful spirit is still the Holy Spirit of Almighty God. The Holy Spirit of God. So I... I see a church, I see, I see, I see, I know, I see something different. I, let me tell you, and I say that with, great, with fear, again, with fear and trembling, biblically substantiated, but I, it's driven by the spot. I see a church, I see a church poised and ready, fully cognizant of the fact that the next thing to fill the nations will not be COVID 21, 22, or 22. It, it, will, be, it will be a move of God. I, what if I tell you we're about to see God show up in such a way that it will make Azusa look like an opening act? And the Jesus movement looked like a rehearsal. You think that's hype? It's not. Do you realize that Gallup a, a few weeks ago just reported that for the first time since Gallup has been taking a survey, less than 50% of Americans attend church regularly. The number was 48%. The prediction is, same polling, the prediction is that even after COVID, American churches, Bible-believing churches will lose approximately 30 to 36% of their prior constituents. Not temporarily. Like, not like they're going to come back after three months or after a year. Like, oh, I don't even know who would answer that survey? Like, who would say, I'm never going back to church again? Like, who would do that? I, I have questions about the legitimacy. Nevertheless, they reported that churches should get ready to lose over 30% of their people indefinitely. I'm here to rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I'm here to tell you to get ready. We are about to see more people receive Jesus as Lord and Savior than ever before. And I'm here to declare that Sundays, instead of being the day with the least amount of traffic, Sunday morning will be the day where people will flood God's houses. I see a church confronting the pharaohs of the 21st century. Declaring, let my people go so they may worship the living God. I see a church declaring, I hear the sound of the rattling of bones coming together. The sound of black, white, Latino, and Asian together as one church. I may not get invited again, but I'm going to tell you because I'm going to push back on the darkness. I'm going to make this clear. we got to stop believing the hype. There is no such thing as a white church, a black church, a brown church, a yellow church. There's only one church. The church of Jesus Christ. Only one church. And the gates of hell... The gates of hell shall not, will not, cannot.
the church. We are that church. Oh, so we are about to see what we have not seen before. So by faith through Christ, permit me to declare. Oh, Padre, ayúdame en el nombre de Jesús. Permit me to declare by faith that driven by the Spirit of God that we're about to see something different. What are we going to see? Instead of riots, revival. Instead of lockdowns, open heavens. Instead of destroying property, building altars. Instead of political affiliation, prophetic designation. And instead of storming the Capitol, we're about to storm the gates of hell in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, say amen. What if I tell you to get ready in your family, in tu casa, in your community? We're about to see what we have never seen before. 1 Corinthians 2.9. What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, is what God has prepared for those who love him. Let's do it real quick. Raise your right hand. Repeat after me. I'm about to see what I have not seen before. In my family, in my faith, in my finances, in my relationships, in my church, in my community, in my thinking, in my actions, in my words, in my health, in my surroundings, in my nation. I'm about to see the glory of Jesus like never before. If you believe it, praise like you believe it and shout like you believe it. Clap like you believe it. Worship like you believe it. Rejoice like you believe it. Act like you believe it. We're going to... Número dos, rápidamente aquí. Open your eyes to God's spirit. We're going to illustrate this. This is what he did. Then he spit on the ground. Made mud with the saliva and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. What an unorthodox method to facilitate a miracle. What a process. Sometimes the process is messy. Sometimes the process is complicated. But here it is. The God of the outcome is the same God of the process. Let me repeat that for the hearing impaired. The God of the outcome is the same God of the process. The process is temporary, but the promise is permanent. And do not make the temporary permanent. Do not make and confuse the process with the promise. Do not confuse what you're going through with where you're going to. Permit me to remind you that if you're going through what you've never been through before, it's only because you're about to step into what you've never stepped into before. But there are a couple of elements here. First, he spit. Somebody say, holy spit. That's what it was. Santa saliva. He spit. He spit. This is wild, man. I just, as a producer, I would love to capture this in a 21st century context, wineskin, because this is wild. This is Jesus, the Messiah, God incarnate, the Son of Man, the Son of God, the way, the truth, and the life. And he, here it is. He could have done like, He could have done like, and, but no, he does this process where he spits on the ground, spits, then he spits and he combines it with dirt. Let me illustrate this here. 
Ready? Your pastor loves you. You know that, right? This would not qualify as pastoral abuse, would it? I mean, I'm just saying, is it? Liability insurance and all that, we've got recovered, right? All right. Close your eyes. He spit. He went. He did this. I don't know if it was allergy season or not. We can't make things up. But he spit, picks it up, and goes like this. He did this. I mean, to me, that's wild. I mean, that's wild. I mean, why would he spit? Like, I mean, why not the nod? Why not the bewitch way? No, what that? Genie, the old school stuff going on here. So why? What's in this spit? What's in your spit? Your DNA. I'm going to drop the mic and walk away. To me, that's wild. No, you... He spit. He took his DNA. Jesus took... That's not like a metaphor. Is that figuratively speaking? Oh, no. I mean literally speaking. Jesus placed his DNA on his eyes. Oh boy, let me put it in context. In other words, with your DNA, you can't see. With my DNA, you're about to see my glory. With your DNA, you are a victim. With my DNA, you are more than a conqueror. With your DNA, you are limited. With my DNA, you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. With your DNA, you will make excuses. With my DNA, you are about to make history. Did you get this? He literally placed his DNA on a man who was born blind. He transferred what was inside of him. He transferred his DNA whoop, to a man who was born blind. Ladies and gentlemen, whoo, 2,000 years ago, Jesus died, resurrected, ascended. And he transferred something else. It wasn't his spittle. But he gave us something. It wasn't his spittle. He gave us something more powerful than his spit. He gave us his Holy Spirit. I don't know if you understand what this means. You have something. You have better yet someone inside of you. You just don't have the spit of Jesus. You have the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you. Are there any Holy Spirit people here tonight? You don't have the spittle. You have the spirit. You have literally the Romans 8, 11 spirit. The one that took Jesus out of the tomb. Which means if Jesus came out of the tomb, you can come out of anything. You can come out of addiction. You can come out of depression. You can come out of anxiety. You can come out of fear. You can come out of shame. You can come out of condemnation. You can come out of generational lies and curses. You can come out of anything. 
We are Holy Spirit people. We who were spiritually blind, born blinded by sin, we likewise have received a spiritual divine supernatural Christ ordained transfer. We have the Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit, not just the Spirit. We have beyond that. Oh, we have the Spirit. I'm here to tell you the most powerful people on the planet, Acts 1 8 explosive power dunamis the most powerful people on the planet are not those with fame fortune and followers the most powerful people on the planet are those filled with God's precious Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit of God is still moving not just in America but around the world I need to say this are we streaming pastor gracias we are I'm gonna say it with all the things that have happened in the past year and a half, and I'm in California, I've lived it. I've lived it. I know what it is. I'm not here to do anything political. God forbid, no estoy aquí. Libra Dios. But I, I was there. I was in the front line when the governmental authorities not only said you can't go to church. That was easy. That, that was easy. You knew that was coming. You can't go to church. Then they went to the next level of you can't have church in your house. In my state of California, the governor said you can't have a prayer meeting in your house. You can't gather with people in your house and pray. You can't sing. You heard about that. You can't chant. You can't sing. You can't pray. And like all these different, I just want to remind, and I know we're streaming, but I'm going to do it. There's not an executive order, a Supreme Court decision, a legislative initiative. There's not a law or a social media campaign that has the power to stop the Holy Spirit from moving. I'm going to say that one more time. There is nothing on earth that can stop the Holy Spirit from moving. If you believe it, shout like you know. Nothing. Lift up your hands. Nothing can stop the Holy Spirit from moving. No one can stop the Holy Spirit from moving. We're about to see the glory of Jesus in this nation like we've never seen before. We're about to see God show up. This mess is about to become a miracle. If you believe it, lift up your hands. I sense the Lord. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. I feel God. I sense the Lord, I sense the Lord, I sense the Lord. I sense the Lord, I sense the Lord. We're done here, we're done, we're done. I want to land this here. This is, I sense Jesus. Oh, I sense the Lord. Oh, 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 I sense God. Nothing can stop. Nothing can stop the Spirit of God from moving. Nothing, there's not a law, there's not a military force, there's not a political ideology or a worldview that can stop God's precious spirit from moving. We are about to see God show up. We're about to see the spirit of God move and the glory of Christ exalted and lifted. We're about, upon just rising, arise, oh God, arrive. We're about to see, we're about to see, we're about to see. Even in your family, lift up your hands. In your families, I sense the Lord. Oh, I sense the Lord. I need you to get ready. I need you to get ready. I need you to get ready. You're about to see God show up in such a way. Put, turn your porch light on. Your prodigal sons and daughters are coming back home. 
Get ready. We're about to see our sons and daughters come back home. With your hands raised. I sense the Lord. As you, as you have your hands raised and you're with me, can I ask you a question? Did Jesus just spit directly into this man's eyes? He did not. He did that with the other blind man in Mark 8. Wait a minute, Pastor Sam, what happened? Difference. The other guy was already, he already had sight and he lost it. This one was born without it. You know what Jesus did here? Read it. He spit on the what? On the ground. Ladies and gentlemen, what did God make man out of? You missed it. I sense the Lord. Jesus takes his spit and he connects it to the original blueprint. I'm going to activate my original plan for you. In other words, in God's original plan, your children are not drug addicts. I'm preaching now. In God's original... In God's original plan, you are not the byproduct of multi-generational infidelity. In God's original plan, pornography does not hold you back. In God's original plan, are you with me? You're about to see all glory! You're about to see the fulfillment of Psalm 138 verse 8. The purpose of God's original plan fulfilled in your life. The collective canopy of the plans for Jerusalem and Israel. The Apostle Paul says in Galatians that these plans are likewise ours through Christ, Jeremiah 29, 11, hence applies for you and I. Through the vicarious atoning work of Christ. Lift up your hands, I'm done. The plans, Genesis 2, 7, he made man out of dirt. He goes back to the original plan. Your children, what is God's plan for your children? God has a plan for you, for your children, for your children's children. 1 Corinthians 15, 45, when we're born again, we're born according to the motto of the second Adam, the last Adam, not the first Adam. The, 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 you know, your, your, the, the original plans are back in place, baby. Woo, in God's original plan, you're not full of anxiety. In God's original plan, you're, you're not the tail. In God's original plan, you're not cursed. Oh, you're about to see God's plan. I say a 1427. I'm about to say it. I may get in trouble because God's original plan is activated in this Holy Spirit awakening. Ready for this? Your children will not inherit your sins. Let me repeat it. Your children will not inherit your sins. Your children will inherit your blessings. Your children will not inherit your mistakes. Your children will inherit your mantles. And your children will never live in what God took you out of. All right, stand with me. You are standing. Stand with me. He's, then he's, he's just ridiculous, man. He does this. And then you would think that Jesus himself But just, this did not happen. This did not happen. Hey, you, now that I put this in your eyes, I'm going to wash you myself. This is what Jesus did. It's a double blind study. He's already blind. He blinded it even more. And then Jesus goes like this. Then he says, all right, double blind man, go wash yourself. That's wild. He literally had to walk with his mess. It may look like a mess to some. 
but underneath that mess, there was already a miracle. I just want to ask here, Faith Assembly, is there anyone here in any season of your life, is there anyone here who ever walked with their mess? Because you knew behind that mess there was already a miracle. You knew behind that mess. Uh, am I preaching to anyone? And some people criticized you. Some people judged you. Some people lied about you. But you kept on walking. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Because if God before you, who can be against you? Because it is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. We're done. You got to learn to walk with your mess. Walk with your mess. Walk with your mess. There comes a season we all got to go through to get to. All of us. All of us. Sometimes Joseph went through the pit to get to the palace. The Israelites went through the desert to get to the promised land. The Hebrew boys went to the fiery furnace to get to the promotion. Jesus, Jesus went through the cross and the empty tomb so you and I can get here right now. We all got to go through to get to. But here's the question I have to ask you. Did Joseph stay in the pit? Did the Israelites stay in the desert? Did the Hebrew boy stay in the fiery furnace? Did Jesus stay in the tomb? Well, I'm not staying either. I'm coming out in the name of Jesus, and you're coming out in the name of Jesus. Mess. Walk with your mess. You're standing with me. Even some messes show up that you did not expect. July of 2020, my family got hit with this thing, my entire family. We contact Trace. We didn't get it in Cali. We got it from a guy in Houston, Texas. These Texans, man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, it was first week of July. George was part of this debacle. Thanks, George. It was, it was heavy. Uh, I was asymptomatic. I run. I'm an avid runner. So just the, the regimen, I actually ran better during COVID, did better timing. I thought I was, I never had it, but I found out later on through antibody tests that I did. So I, I mean, lo que me dio fue un escalofrío un día así, uh, y se acabó. So yo pensé que no tenía nada, porque no me dio fiebre, no me dio nada, nada, absolutamente comí mejor que nunca, bacho, que comí como nunca. Pero nada, any questions? So, true story. The sad thing about this is that my daughter, Evie, my eldest, she just gave birth to my first granddaughter, Mila. Beautiful, mi Mila, mi gordita linda. Evie's white blood cell count was suppressed a bit. She just gave birth, and, and she, was, she was running in the low threes. She'd be above four, WBCs. It, it, it knocked her out. And I don't mean knocked, I mean it put her in ICU with a ventilator. And then I end up speaking to the doctor and I go, I ask this question, I go, all right, but she's like, she's young, so this is me. She's young, right? So, I mean, in a couple of days, she'll be coming out of this. And when you hear on the other side, silence, and all you hear is, Mr. Rodriguez, we will be monitoring this on a daily basis. Next time we call, things got worse. She was aiming towards the other side. I have great empathy for those who have lost loved ones. I lost it. I was driving my Wrangler Rubicon in Northern California by myself in my car. And I had to walk with my mess. And things were messy. And I just went, God, 
I don't doubt you for a moment. I've seen too much of your glory and your grace. I can't, I can't even doubt you for a second because I've seen too much of you. I've, I've lived it. I, I can't deny it. I just don't understand this. It doesn't add up. It's, it, I just, I'm mad. And I felt the Holy Spirit invade my Wrangler. And I felt the Spirit of God embrace me. And, and I heard God saying, Sammy, I'm mad with you. Not at me, but alongside me. Like God was with me going, me too. So then I did something. I said, God, I don't need a sign. I'm not Gideon. Again, I know you too much. I'm not a kid. I've been through so much. But just for you and I, if you want to, can you invade her ICU room right now? I even said this. Can you send angels and invade her room? You ready for this? George can bear witness. My family can bear witness. I make that prayer. Let me tell you the text I subsequently received from my daughter who has no idea. I haven't talked to her, seen her. California, very restrictive. Couldn't see, couldn't. I get a text from my daughter in ICU, in a ventilator. Dad, comma. I'm not going crazy. These are not the meds. Dad, I promise heaven just invaded my room. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't deny my miracle. There is still power in the name of Jesus. Miracles still happen. Miracles still happen. I can't, I have great empathy for those that had a different outcome for now. But miracles still happen. Call the doctor 24 hours later. I speak to the same doctor. Doctor says, Mr. Rodriguez, I have no idea what happened. This whole thing changed. Your daughter is no longer in critical condition. As a matter of fact, I can't explain what happened. This turnaround, she says, quote, she has no idea I'm a pastor. This turnaround has been, I can't explain it. So the next, then she says, I'm going to tell you how great the turnaround is. Mr. Rodriguez, we shouldn't be doing this under normal circumstances, but the amount of demand for COVID in California is so great. Your daughter has turned around so much in 24 hours, you can pick her up tomorrow morning. This gets wild. Wild. We pick her up. It's a Puerto Rican family, so we're all emotional. We're all messed up. El esposo, los niños, la mamá, el hermano, la hermana. Gracias a Dios que los vecinos llegaron. We all went in, right? So we all pick her up. We pick her up at UC Davis Hospital in Sacramento. We're picking her up. She gets so help me God. We pick her up in an SUV. The whole fam cramped up in an SUV, which is a Puerto Rican. So that's not the point right now. So we pick her up. We, she goes in there. She's barely talking. She was just in the ventilator. Right? She's about to die. All of a sudden, she's in her RSUB. She goes in there, and, and we go to her, what do you want? I'm thinking she's going to take me to that place where we can all have a good time. Starbucks. But she didn't say that, right? No. She says, drive up to Tahoe. That's two hours away. We're on our way to Tahoe. Halfway there, there's a lake. A lake. She says, go to the lake. And in my mind, I'm thinking, the meds. The meds. We get to the lake. Evie's there. She gets off. She goes, you guys can stay or you can follow me. And we're all going like, de verdad, se le fue algo. Which means, se le fue algo. So I'm thinking, there's, you know, she, she goes, we walk through the trail of this lake that's not paved. It's a beautiful lake. It's a tourist area, but it's like, you know, very California, rugged sort of environmental, eco-tourism kind of stuff. They go through, 
And we're walking through this, and she, this girl was on a ventilator. She's going through, going through. She's not running. She's just pacing herself. She gets to this massive lake. She touches with the tippy toe, takes off her flip-flop, touches the water like this, looks around. We're all going. She dives in. We're going. She dives back. She comes back out of the water like this. She goes, I am alive. I'm here to tell you we're about to see the church come out of this mess. We're about to see God's children come out of this mess. And we're about to declare to this world we are alive by the grace of God. We are alive by the Spirit of God. We are alive for the glory of God. Are there any living people in the house? George, come in here. Go walk with your mess. Ready? We're done? Ready? George, here it is. Here's it. Careful, careful. All right, ready? When I say now, you're going to wash yourself. Jesus didn't wash him. He washes of all of our sins. Praise the Lord. But this incident reminds me that sometimes we have to learn to pray for ourselves. Sometimes you need to learn to speak prophetically into yourself. So instead of waiting for others, if you need a word, if you really want to go, just take your own hand. Go like this and say, this is the word of the Lord. No weapon formed against you will prosper. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Some men trust in chariots. Others trust in horses. I trust in the name of the Lord our God. I was young, but now I'm old. But this I know for certain. I have never seen the righteous forsaken. No, they're seen begging for bread. So at the count of three, I want you to do this. And you all lift up your hands. When you wash this off, matter of fact, let's do this. Just go ahead, wash it off. Go ahead, wash it off. And don't open up your eyes, though. Wash it off. Yeah. I promise I'll get you a mani-pedi after this. <laughs> That'd be awkward, a mani-pedi? I don't know. It's just it's not awkward in California. Maybe awkward in Florida, though. I just... It's called geographical contextualization, my friend. Ready? Don't open up your eyes. Ready? Let me get you here. Mm -hmm. When I count the three, George, I want you to open up your eyes. Now let's speak prophetically. We're, we're, we're going to open up our eyes too. I want everybody here to close your eyes. We're going to open up our eyes and we're going to see a move of God like we have never seen. I mean that. We're about to see a move of God upon our families and cities and communities like we have never seen before. We, <laughs> He walked through this mess. When your hunger is greater than your fear, nothing can stop you. When your integrity is more important than your influence, nothing can stop you. When your praise speaks louder than your pain, nothing can stop you. When what's behind you is under the blood of Jesus, what's in front of you cannot be stopped. <sighs> he, we know that. We know. Here it is. Let me lift up your hands. You keep your eyes closed. Whatever is messy, it's about to become miraculous. Your family may look like a mess, but it's actually a miracle with mud on it. It just needs to be washed off. Your messy marriage is about to become a miraculous marriage. Your, mess, your messy kid is about to become a miraculous kid. 
the, I'm here to prophesy to you in Jesus' name. The area of your greatest mess will be the area of your greatest miracle. So get ready. You're about to see it. You're about to see it. Right? You're about, you have your hands raised and your eyes closed. I want you to hear me carefully. This man could not see, but he heard the voice of Jesus. He heard the voice. Do not give everyone your ear. Who you listen to. Who speaks into you is more important than who speaks about you. Let me repeat that. Who speaks into you is way more important than who speaks about you. Whoever has your ear will inevitably have your heart. So stop listening to unholy voices. Stop listening to toxic, gossiping, drama-filled voices. Listen to the voice of God. Let's do this. The count of three, you're going to open up your eyes. You're going to see stuff. You're going to see the glory of God. Ready? Here we go. Job 42.5. Before I heard, but now my eyes have seen. At the count of three, we're all going to open our eyes. We're going to see revival, an awakening, an outpouring. The outpouring in Orlando will impact Florida. It will spread throughout Florida. It will impact the nations. It's going to be amazing. There's a reason why the outpouring of the Spirit of God in this city is so instrumental. You've heard it before. The tourist component, the prophetic, strategic location of the city. The world comes to Orlando, and they're going to go back with beyond Mickey ears. They're going to go back with an anointing to turn their nations upside down for the glory of Jesus. So at the count of three, get ready to see what you've never seen before. In your family, home, marriage, ministry, calling, you're about to see what you've never seen before. Are you ready? And I want you to praise like nothing will be able to stop it. Ready? I want you to give God the kind of affirming glory that lets everything know you're about to see it. And I don't mean years from now. I'm talking about this begins right here, right now. Ready? One, two, three. Open up your eyes. See the glory. 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 See the glory.